you. We thank God to be back here at Grace Tabernacle. Yes. Hallelujah. Praise thank the Lord. You, Amen. Thank you for this, this body of believers, this body of people of like precious faith, Father God. This unified body yes. of people moving forward, doing what you have called us to do, the purpose you've given us in this yes. earth, Father God. It, we just commit ourselves this morning. It will be accomplished. Amen. We will do it. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you in this earth and to do your will. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise thank the Lord. You, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you can be seated. I asked my brain to come up. This is my wife, Rebecca. So I asked my brain to come up here with me this morning. He's being very uh, humble. He's very smart. So anyway. That's a faith confession. Did you hear that? <laughs> right, go ahead, babe. So, we um, want to make a couple of announcements together. You know, uh, we were here. What did I do? I don't know. She'll tell me later. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? Where you can we? have fun in church. Yeah. And it is good. You know, God is the creator of fun. Yeah. You know that? He's the one that, he, he created that. And so I want y'all to relax. Parties. Be okay. It's good to laugh and have fun in church, okay? Yeah, I'll read the Old Testament. I wonder how they got anything done with all the feasts and things. You yes. Know? Yes. He anyway. is a, he is the one who invented yeah. parties. So. so, but you know, we want to make a couple, let you know about a couple of things. One is, you know, there's still a lot of people I'm meeting for the first time. Right. And we want to meet people. We really yes. do. So. So this week we have, um, we, we are calling it a meat munch. Okay, so for those of you who are um, who can come, we would like to um, from 11:30 to 12:30. We're going to be out in the foyer. Um, we're going to have some snacks, some uh, little light refreshments, sandwiches. And um, if you are here, maybe just you're available or attending some of the classes that are going on or, or in the food pantry and you maybe get off or have a few minutes during that time, we would love to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And we thought it would be a good time to just, you know, it's a casual thing. We'll be out for an hour. We, we do have a lot to do, but we wanted to take this time to maybe... Um, meet some of you guys who we haven't been able to meet and um, so um, if you are available and you would like to stop by and, and be with us and fellowship with us we would love to meet you so that's this week Monday tomorrow through Thursday from 1130 to 1230 and um, you know we would just love to, to see your face and talk to you Amen. so come on out if Amen. you can um, and so we thought we would do that to help us um, get, to, get know. to know you yeah. And so um, we'd appreciate you guys coming out if you can. Um, another announcement about Wednesday evenings. Okay, so we're um, going to be changing things up a little bit on Wednesdays. So we're calling it Wednesday in the Word. Is that mm -hmm. what we're calling it? Yeah. I'm, I'm looking. See, Every where's day the is a good day in the Word, but Wednesday in the Word, the W's just kind of work. So Wednesday in the Word, right? Right. So um, we are going to be... Um, um, changing the time to six o'clock. We're going to be doing a um, like a Bible study. Rick will be bringing the word. Maybe I'll be bringing the word. Hey, have you guys ever received from a, a woman before? Do you know? Do you know that Mary Mary was the first person that preached the gospel? Do you know that she was at the tomb? She she told the disciples. He's not here. He's been resurrected. That's kind of amazing. Anyway, so I want you to know that. So Rick and I will be here on Wednesday nights. We'll do about an hour from 6 to 7. You can get home a little bit earlier. Um, and we would yeah. love for you to come out. Just um, We're, we're going to be teaching. The and Relationship University right. that was going on on Wednesday nights is not being canceled. It's being rescheduled. So, so if, if yeah. you are part of that, uh, I would encourage you to contact Rich or, or Brenda Horine about that. And they yes. can fill you in on that information. Right. So, um, yeah. So Wednesday's in the Word. You guys come and join us. Yeah. Okay. Um, and from 6 to 7. And that starts this Wednesday night. And this Wednesday night, actually, Rick and I are going to be um, doing something special. So we'd love for you to come. We're... Um, it's going to be live streamed, so if you're not able to be here, you can watch us. Mm -hmm. And so we'd just love for you to take part in that, okay? Amen. Is that it? Amen. Yep, I think okay. that's it. Okay. All right. We'll get Praise ready God. for some good word. Amen. Amen. Yeah. 
we really are glad to be back. Our, our, the two commitments we had that I told you about are, are completed, so we're really glad to be back with you today. There is one other thing I wanted to mention. Um, some of you may have noticed uh, last week during service a few police cars showed up. I don't know if you saw that or not. But we did have a, um, a security, a safety issue that uh, came up last Sunday morning. And uh, the word that we had gotten was that somebody had threatened to come and harm some people at Grace Tabernacle. And that's a big deal to me. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but that's a big deal to me as a shepherd, as a pastor. You know, a shepherd has a staff to knock the teeth out of the wolf. Amen. And um, so it's, you know, as, a, as a pastor, the, the protection of the congregation here is very important to me. At our last church, we were very safety, very security conscious. And uh, so as it turned out, that turned out to be a false alarm. I was on the uh, uh, phone with the police uh, for a considerable amount of time. We were driving home from Tennessee. I was on the phone with the police. And they were very adamant that there was never really a threat against you here. So thank God for that. But it did, we did find out in the process that we weren't as prepared for an event as we could be. So already we've taken action, and there are about 80 people here today that have been through some world-class training on safety and security. Some of you were in that on Friday. Yeah, and we'll be doing other things for, for other people as well. A friend of mine, Kurt Owen, uh, he is a, um, he's a minister. Actually, he's headed for Turkey today. But he is a, a church security expert and an executive protection expert. And anyway, he's going to be helping us um, uh, get ready and, and prepare and get our our ducks in a row, for lack of a better word. And uh, also another friend of mine, Tim Ratcliffe, who was here Friday as well. I didn't know he was coming. It was great to see him. But he'll be helping us also. So I just want to let you know, that's, that's, very, that's something really is very high on my list of priorities, is to make sure that we are safe as a body. And we are. We're a little safer today than we were last week. And we're going to be a little safer again next week. And we're just going to head that direction, okay? So I want to let you all know that. So let's pray and get into the Word. How about that? Now I'm going to warn you, I'm going to do some machine gun preaching. So if you know shorthand, that might be something to pull out today. Because I have a lot to say in a short time to get there, but we're going to get there. So let's pray. Lord God, we just thank you for your Word. And we ask you to touch our hearts with your Word today and change our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, about two years ago, I injured my leg pretty severely. I had a huge hole in my leg right here. And uh, had to go through wound care and all this kind of stuff. And actually it was kind of neat because in wound care they told me to expect like 10% a week improvement. And I was hitting 50 and 60 and 70% improvement. You know, when they tell you that your healing will, it's going to be a slow process, a slow recovery. Just remember Isaiah 58.8 says your healing will spring forth speedily. Okay, that's what I'm, I'm going to go with the word every time over what, I, don't, I respect doctors in the medical profession, but I'm going with the word. How about you? So Anyway, but really the thing I wanted to talk about is I had a blood clot that formed in the back of my leg during this process. So they did all these tests on me and they came back and said that I had this genetic defect that had never been detected before. And they had the test results where they, they do whatever they do. But it, this genetic defect caused, caused, they said caused my blood to clot very easily in my body. And, uh, you know, so they start telling you, well, this is what your life is going to be like now because of this. So I said, okay. I came home and told Rebecca about it. And, you know, we believe God. Amen. Amen. Healing belongs to us. Amen. Yeah. Healing belongs to us. So I believe God. And they, they referred me to like a, a really high-level hematologist. Uh, in the area to go see him. So I went and saw him and he starts telling me all this stuff he's going to do. And I said, I want you to run the tests again. He's like, we don't need to do that. These tests don't mess up. I'm like, I need, I want you to run. I insisted. And I guess at some point it clicked in his brain. If I run the tests again, we get paid for it. <laughs> no offense to medical professionals. Not, but anyway, so he agreed to do it. So they ran the tests again. And guess what? The test came back perfect. No longer was I genetically defective. Now my, it's like perfect where there's no problem. Whatsoever. It's like right in the middle of like perfect. Okay? So praise God. Amen? And I'm going to tell you, you know, the DNA in your body is like the software in a computer. Just like an IT professional, a computer expert can come in and remove the software and reinstall and repair that software. I'm going to tell you, Jesus is the IT expert of your body. And even if, even if it's a genetic defect, it's just not a problem for Jesus. Right. 
Okay, healing belongs to you. All right, I want you to know that. And so what I'm going to do today, I'm going to share the word. I'm going to move pretty fast again, but I'm going to share the word. And I'm going to tell a lot of testimonies of things I've seen as well because I want to encourage our faith. Amen. I want to encourage our faith. Rebecca and I, you know, we pastored before for 11 and a half, almost 12 years. And um, there was a couple that started coming to our church. They were driving like three hours on Sunday morning from South Georgia. That's a long way. But I'll tell you, a good church is worth the drive. A good church is worth the drive, folks. There's people that will drive three hours to go hear a concert or something, won't go across the street hardly to hear a, a, a good message, something that will change their life, right? So anyway, but this, this family was driving from South Georgia. They had these two kids that were six months old, twins, a little boy and a little girl that were, they were six months old, and they had a genetic defect. And the failure, the, the diagnosis that the doctors had given them to me just was just demonic. It was failure to thrive. Oh. I'm thinking, man, you know. So I preached a message similar to what you're going to hear today. And after, at the end of service, she went and got her kids out of the nursery and brought them to us. Now, they had never been well a day in their life at that point. And uh, Rebecca and I, we laid hands on them and prayed for them and believed God for them. And the report we got back from them over the weeks ahead was they were never sick another day. Okay, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people say, why don't we see signs and wonders in the United States like they do overseas? I don't know what you're talking about. We see them. And I want you to expect there ought to be power. That's the title of my message. There ought to be power. If you go into a house and you're, going, you're thinking of renting or buying a house and there's no, no, no light switches in the house, no light bulbs, what are you going to think? There ought to be power. I'm not going to buy it if there's not power. I'm not going to rent this. I'm not, I'm not going to do it if there's not power. Would you do that? That'd be nuts, wouldn't it? There ought to be power. If I had a flashlight, you ever had a flashlight and the batteries go out? What do you start doing? You start slapping that thing, right? Because Why? Because there ought to be power. If you, if you picked up a flashlight in the store and you, you try, okay, where do the batteries go? And I said, well, you can't put batteries in this one. Well, how do you charge it? Well, you really can't charge it either. It just doesn't work. Would you buy that flashlight? No. Why? Because there ought to be power. Isn't that right? There ought to be power. So, praise God. God's Word is the pathway to power. God's Word, thank you. God's Word is the pathway to power. Let's look here at a couple of scriptures. Anything the Lord's got to say is better than what I've got to say. Mark 16, 20, look at this. And they went out and preached everywhere. They, this is people like you. Okay, we're, this is us. Okay? And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Remember he told them, I'm with you always, right? So he's working with them as they go. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the Word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So be it. Amen means so be it. Okay? Signs follow the Word. There ought to be power. And we need to expect that. I mean, if my confession is, well, signs and wonders aren't for today, what am I going to get? Nothing. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you what, signs are for today. Okay? It is for today. Amen? Look at, um, what's the next verse I gave you? There you go, Hebrews 2, 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Look at verse 4. God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. Let's look at verse 3 again. Please. There you go. How should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Salvation isn't just forgiveness of sins and getting to go to heaven. Salvation includes healing. It includes provision. It includes deliverance. Pretty much anything you need, salvation includes it, okay? Whatever you need. How should we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. We're talking about words here. And was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Verse 4. 
God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders with various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. The, the signs follow the word. There ought to be power. Jesus himself said, if I do not do the works of my Father, don't believe what I say. If Jesus needed that confirmation, what about me? Why should you believe me if there's no power? You know, we did communion last time we were here. It was the first Sunday we did communion. I had a lady, and I believe there were others. This is one I heard. A lady testified that her knee was healed in doing communion. Praise God. Somebody else had testified to me that they were sleeping really good for the first time in months. Thank God for that. God wants you to sleep good. God wants your knee healed. Amen? Amen. If it's real, there ought to be power. And the context of this is showing that um, it's talking about signs and wonders. The context of these scriptures. Are y'all with me? Everybody okay? I'm have to speed up hum some. Speed up hum. English is a second language to me. I'm from West Virginia, so we'll get there. But if we're trying to convince people of the reality of the Word, I'll tell you one thing that's convincing is signs and wonders following the Word. Amen. We believed for that at our last church. We saw it. I'm believing for it here. Amen. Amen. We have a new and better covenant. They left Egypt, the Bible says, there's not one infirm among, among them. We have a new and better covenant, folks. Amen. Not one infirm. Y'all okay? Rebecca and I at our church, we would do a combination of word and testimonies. We would do prayer minister training every year. Remember, Jesus' disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Well, we would do prayer minister training every year, continuing education for prayer ministers. And uh, so we'd take them through about eight sessions on on how to to effectively pray for people to receive healing, to receive provision, to receive salvation, to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, just how to do that. And you can actually teach people to do this, and it's good to be taught. I've been through it eight or nine times myself. But anyway, one of the things we would do in the last session is we would role play because some people had maybe never prayed for other people before. So we would role play. So I would be in the room with the person who's going to do the praying and Rebecca would take the person who's going to have the problem or the issue out of the room. So Rebecca would take them out and say, okay, well, this, we're going to pretend that you have this, okay? So this one lady named Debbie, Rebecca takes her out of the room and she says, okay, Debbie, you're going to pretend you're deaf. And Debbie says, well, I really am deaf. I was born without an eardrum. Wow. Now we're role playing. But we've been teaching the Word. So we come back into the room, and the prayer minister, uh, Lisa was her name, lays hands on Debbie and begins to pray for her to have her hearing back, and Debbie got her hearing. Signs follow the Word. God, and we'll cover it here, God's not a respecter of persons. We think, well, that was them. This is for you. You know, a common message preached by Jesus was repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. My phone is at hand. I can reach out and grab it. And by the way, the Lord just reminded me of this. God gave me a word this morning. This is a side note. Stay with me here. This is a side note. But God said this, this is today there are turning points for people. It's very clear. It was plural. Turning points for people. And I feel like the Lord told me the disconnected will become connected. The empty will become full. The confused will become certain. That's nice, isn't it? The separated will become planted, and the isolated will become related. Amen. So I just want to encourage you. Turning points. Turning points for you today. So repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. My paraphrase is that is the thing you've been waiting for is here. So stop chasing all this other stuff and go after this. Repentance is just a change of mind. So you thought you needed to chase this stuff because you didn't know the kingdom was here. But now the kingdom is here. So stop chasing that. Change your mind and go after what God has for you. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You can reach out and touch it and grab it. Amen. You know, y'all, y'all realize, right, that Jesus is easy to receive from? You know, our, the biggest hindrance to us receiving from Jesus? The biggest hindrance to us receiving healing or provision or whatever it is we need is that we think there's a hindrance. That's the biggest hindrance we have. 
is that we think there's a hindrance. Because Jesus is easy to receive from. He said, did he not, if two or more of you gather together in my name, I am there in the midst of you. Are we gathered in his name? Then is he here? Yes. Yes, he's here. And whatever he could do, if he was here physically, we've got his promise, his word, he's here. Whatever he could do if he were standing here physically, he can do right now. The biggest problem is we think there's a problem. Let's just, you know, I mentioned this, I don't know, sometime, either when we were here at the end of December or the last time I was here. But these, this researcher, some brain doctor at Ivy League school, had, you know, studied the brain for years and years, decades, you know, and done thousands of MRIs and I don't know, whatever they did. And had come to the conclusion that human beings are born to believe and that unbelief is learned behavior. You know, Jesus already told us to have faith as a little child. You can tell a kid that there's a tooth fairy and they put a nickel under your whatever it is or, or that there's an Easter bunny that lays chocolate eggs and they'll believe it, right? We were created to believe. We have to learn. So just be who you were created today and every day. Just believe. Amen? Just believe. You know, when Jesus came to earth, he brought his world with him on earth as it is in heaven. He brought his world with him and he didn't take it back when he went. He left it here. It's in you. It's in me. It's here. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. He's a giver, not a taker. He doesn't take stuff back. Once it's given, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't take stuff back. His promises are yes and amen. Are y'all there? John 14, 12. Let's look at this. John 14, 12. Most assuredly. Most, does Jesus have to say most assuredly? He really wants us to get a hold of this is a fact for us. This is truth. I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Wow. That's a stunning statement. Is it not? It's God's will that you do the works of Jesus and greater works. That's kind of hard to wrap our brain around. Yep. Let's just, y'all just repeat after me. It's God's will that I do the works of Jesus and greater works. Nobody passed out, I don't think. Everybody okay? It's true. This is God's will for you. Wow. He gave you His authority and His power and Spirit to do His works and greater works. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Rebecca and I, we were working at a, a conference. Uh, this was a few years ago. And um, we weren't teaching. We were serving as prayer ministers. It was a conference that Andrew Womack was doing. Some of y'all have heard of Andrew Womack. And he was doing a, a conference and we were there again as prayer ministers and we had prayed for some people and we saw people get out of wheelchairs over here and stuff. And anyway, I was walking back to uh, my seat and uh, just, I, I looked over to my left and there was this older couple sitting over there. And I felt like the Lord said, go talk to them. So I went and talked to them and I shook the man's hand. He had a very weak grip. I mean like weaker than a small child. And uh, I asked him, I can't remember all the details now. I've got them written down somewhere. But anyway, I remember um, asking him if I could pray for him. So he said yes. So I began to pray for him because he obviously had some infirmity in his body, right? I began to pray for him. And as I was praying for him, I just saw, my eyes were open, but I saw, and it wasn't like an open vision, but I could see like a dotted line running down his back and dotted lines running out to all parts of his body. And I told them what I was seeing, and they said, well, we didn't tell you, but his name was Paul. Paul was poisoned at a job and had destroyed his central nervous system. So at that point, I know, okay, I need to pray for a creative miracle. And as far as I know, medically, I don't think your spinal cord and these things can be restored like that medically. But anyway, I began to pray for him for a creative miracle and uh, you know, left, and the next day, came back to the conference that evening and they were sitting over there and I went over there and I said I went to shake Paul's hand and that okay Paul was a big man okay he was probably about six foot five I'd say weighed 300 pounds he's bigger than me and so I went to shake his hand he grabbed my hand and he about put me on my knees his wife said he went home that night after I prayed for him and danced he was healed okay his central nervous system was restored 
Okay? Now, this isn't something special about me. It said they went out and preached the word. We, you lay hands on the sick and they recover. Amen? Are y'all with me here? This isn't just something peculiar to me or Rebecca or, or the super, soul, super saints as we think of it. This is for you. This, I'm talking about you. I'm describing you. Amen? Y'all okay? Okay. Um, everybody okay? Can you hand me my water, honey? Thanks, please. One of those there's either way. Thanks. I need a drink. <laughs> Not that way. Um, several years ago, it was on the 4th of July. Y'all okay? It was the 4th of July, and Rebecca and I, we had company over. And we're going to grill hamburgers and, you know, do 4th of July stuff. And sometimes God will speak to you at inconvenient times. <laughs> and the Lord told me that this lady that we knew pretty, was pretty close to us. She lives several states away. And as far as we knew, she's doing good. Her and her husband and her family are doing good. Okay? And the Lord spoke to me and said, she's about to commit suicide. And uh, I'm thinking, Lord, we got people over. <laughs> but she's about to commit suicide. I told Rebecca, I said, I thought God just told me that so-and-so is about to commit suicide. Rebecca says, well, what do you think I ought to do? I said, I think you ought to call her. Rebecca had the more, it's a lady, she had the more relationship with her. I said, I think you ought to call her. So Rebecca calls her and uh, is talking to her. And exchanging, ple you know, pleasantries, pleasantries. Oh, yeah, pleasantries, pleasantries, this kind of stuff. And then Rebecca said, well, look, the reason I called you is because we felt like the Lord said that you were about to commit suicide. And she started crying. She was in her bathroom with the razor blades in her hand. And she's alive and well today. Okay, again, I'm not, this is you. God can speak to you like this to just completely change somebody's Destiny, somebody's course in life. I'm going to tell you, and the Word is at the basis of this. Signs and wonders follow the Word. Man, we need the Word. We need to get ourselves just glued to the Word, so to speak. Amen? Amen? Rebecca and I were ministering in Florida, in Clewiston. Anybody heard of Clewiston, Florida? few people, Clewiston, Florida. Got a lot of sugar cane down there. Anyway, we were ministering in Clewiston, Florida. This was on a Sunday. This lady came up to us. She had stage four cancer. And by now, y'all know what's going to happen, right? She had stage four cancer. She comes up to us, and, and we pray for her. And the deal was, like, the next day she was going in, I think they were going to do some more tests and then, like, schedule her treatments or whatever they're going to do. So she goes back. We pray for her. She goes back to the doctor the next day, and the cancer's gone. She's healed. I'm going to tell you, cancer is not a problem for Jesus. It's not. The reason cancer is a problem is because we think it's a problem. Now, I'm not trying to, uh, what, uh, if somebody has an issue or whatever, I'm not trying to say, I'm just, I just want you to know Jesus is the answer. Amen. I'm not against medical science. I'm not. Thank God for medical science. Not against it at all. You know, I believe that the knowledge doctors have to bring healing to people's bodies is knowledge from God. Okay, so I'm not against medical science. All I'm saying is that in all that, let's not forget the healer. Amen. Okay? So, but the thing, so she was healed the next day, but it took them a year to tell us that was when we got back the next year that they told us, oh, by the way, so-and-so over here. I'm thinking, guys, let us know these things a little sooner. It's like another guy had bleeding behind his eyes. I prayed for the bleeding behind his eyes, and like a year or two later, he tells me, oh, by the way, when you prayed for the bleeding behind the eyes, it stopped. All is well now. Let us know. He hasn't changed. Jesus hasn't changed. Malachi 3.6 says, I am the Lord, I change not. James 1.17, with him is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Okay? Hebrews 13.8 says, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it for anyone, he's done it for you. It belongs to you. Amen? Amen. With him is no variableness or shadow of turning. Hebrews 13.8 says, I read that already, didn't I? Romans 2.11, God does not play favorites. That's what Romans 2.11 says. How about Acts 10.34? God does not show favoritism. He's the same. He doesn't play favorites. Testimonies are legal precedents. 
If he did it for one person, it's yours. If you can find one person that God's done it for and you need it, you've got a legal precedent because he does not, he will not break his word. He won't do it. It's yours too. Amen. If you need a touch of the supernatural, I, I don't want to just rely on myself. Amen. I don't want you to just rely on your, I want you to expect God to show up in your situation day in, day out. I mean, I go to the store and try to pick out peanut butter. There's so many brands now. I mean, I, Jesus help me, you know. It's just, I need help. I don't know about you, but I need help. But Jesus is easy to receive from. Remember when Jairus, Jairus came to Jesus, you know, and he said, my little daughter's at the point of death, but if you'll come and lay your hands on her, she'll be healed. What did Jesus say? Okay, let's go. How easy is that? Right? And the woman with the issue of blood interrupts, you know, and the report comes back after that and it says, don't bother the master anymore, your daughter's dead. What's Jesus say? Fear not, only believe. Amen. See what you're created to do, just believe, right? He went and raised her up. Jesus says he should receive from, right? The centurion comes and says, hey, my servant is at the point of death. But if you'll just speak the word, he'll be healed. Jesus said, hey, be it done to you as you've believed, right? He just spoke the word. Jesus is easy to receive from. Would he do it any different for you? No. He's not doing it any different for you. What do you need? People would come to Jesus. He'd say, yeah, what can I do for you? He's easy to receive from. The biggest hindrance we have is thinking there's a hindrance. I have a good friend of mine named Ray Blevins. And Ray called me, this was probably about seven years ago. I've known Ray for over 30 years. And ever since I've known him, he'd struggled with cancer. I've got to hurry. Ray struggled with cancer, and it would go into remission. He'd have chemotherapy and surgery and all this, and it would, he'd just go into remission. And he, anyway, he calls me up, and he says the cancer was back. And he said, um, the doctors told him, now, I don't know, some of y'all probably have medical backgrounds and things, and you'll, you know this a lot more than me. I'm just telling you what Ray said. Ray said the doctors told him he had an 8% chance of, of living. Not 80, 8, like 5 plus 3. 8. And the doctors had told him that if he had, you know, chemotherapy and radiation and whatever, that he might live about six months. And Ray told him no. He wasn't going to do it. So I'm on the phone with Ray, and uh, Ray was, um, oh, what is he? Was he? Um, I forgot. He was involved in some kind of strange religious thing, cult. And anyway, he'd gotten involved in that. And anyway, um, I started telling him about healing, kind of what I'm telling you guys about, okay? And um, telling him that healing belonged to him. 1 Peter 2, 24, by Jesus stripes you were healed. He's already done it. Healing, healing is like stored up for you. You just have to receive it. It's, it's already done, okay? Matthew 8, 17, he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. If he, if he took them and bore them, then what am I dealing with it for? Let's just let, go ahead and let him, okay, yeah, there it goes, right? I'm good with Jesus having that, not me. So anyway, but I'm telling Ray about this, and Ray made this comment to me during, we talked for a while, he made this comment to me, he said, Rick, I know Jesus can heal me. I said, no, Ray, no. Jesus has healed you. Jesus has healed you. Jesus has healed you. Jesus has healed you. Jesus has healed. I did it just like that, like seven or eight times. I said, Jesus has healed you. And I was that emphatic. He has healed you. It belongs to you. He has done it. And I prayed for him, and we get off the phone. Well, about three weeks later, he calls me. And his voice is just shaking. And he said, Look, I just have come back from the doctor. He said the doctors came in. They did these tests. And again, I'm not sure how they did these tests and things. But he said they did the tests. Then they, they came in and said something went wrong. They had to do the tests again. And he said, well, then they came back and said, you know, we're not sure what's going on here. But we got to do all those tests again and some more tests. Y'all know what happened already. Y'all know what happened already, right? 
So the doctor says, says, he comes in and tells Ray, says, and Ray's thinking, I forget, what, what was he said the doctor told him? Something like, Mr. Blevins, oh yeah, Mr. Blevins, I got to tell you something I've never really, I've never told anybody before. And Ray said, he's going to tell me I'm going to die before I get out of here today. <laughs> That's what he's thinking. And the doctor says, we don't understand it, but the cancer is just completely gone. And again, I'm not medical, I, but the doctor said, if I understood correctly what Ray was telling me, he said, it's not like it's even in remission. It's just like it was never there. I'm not, I don't understand all that. I'm just telling you what he told me. And Ray said, he said, he said, he said, I remember, he said, when you were telling me he has healed you, he has healed you, he said, about the fourth time you said that, something clicked inside of me, and I realized, you know what? Jesus has healed me. And he told me, he, like I said, he's involved in this cult thing over here. He's not now, but he was then. He told me, he said, why would Jesus, his voice was, why would he do this for me? And I said, it's just because he loves you. It's based on him, not you. It's, that's just how much Jesus loves you. Amen? Amen? Rebecca and I, I'm just, a lot of testimonies, different things. Rebecca and I, we were in the Czech Republic doing a conference one time, and it was a, we were doing marriage stuff. There was a couple over there that did marriage ministry, and they wanted us to meet them. I'm going to make this real short. But they didn't speak English. You know, the older generation in the Czech Republic, they grew up under communism, they speak no English. And they wouldn't let them. And, you know, so we speak no Czech. And anyways, but we're, so they had this lady, she taught English at the local university. She was part of the church over there, so she was going to be our interpreter. So Rebecca and I, we sat down, we're here, and they're across the table, and the interpreter's sitting right beside of me right here. So we start talking to this couple, and we would speak in English, and she'd interpret, and they would speak back in Czech, and she'd interpret, and, you know, we'd get, we talked like that for about 15 minutes. And then, then we began to understand what they were saying in the Czech language. And they began to understand what we were saying in English. It was a manifestation of tons of interpretation. And it was amazing because especially when they would quote Scripture, it was just like crystal clear. And we went back and forth like this probably for 45 minutes or longer, just talking to each other with tons of interpretation. And the, the interpreter, she's sitting there, she's trying to, like she'd hear them, and then she'd start going... And then finally she just quits. And she just sat back and enjoyed the ride. Amen. God's no respecter of persons, folks. Signs and wonders follow the Word. Signs and wonders follow the Word. The Word is important. Amen. The Word's important. And I know um, the devil, you know, he'll come and try to lie to you and tell you that didn't happen. Y'all were just babbling back and forth with each other, you know. So the next year we were back in the Czech Republic. We're speaking at this church. And this, this couple's name was Jan and Eva Stonic. They were so full of the love of God, they almost glowed in the dark. You've seen people like that before. And so I'm looking at them. I'm, I'm looking at the congregation. Over here is Jan and Eva just glowing in the dark, you know. And anyway, after this service, I was speaking. After the service, Jan, he came and got me. And he, he, uh, he wanted to tell me something. He can't speak English. I can't speak Czech. There was no manifestation of tons of interpretation. So anyway, he goes and gets this young Czech person, they've all been taught English, right? He goes to get this young lady and brings her over and he, he says, you can kind of tell he's saying, tell him this, what he's telling her. And she looks at him like, you're crazy. I'm not going to tell him that. And he says, no, 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 tell him. And she says, uh, he wants me to tell you that he thinks often about the time the Holy Spirit helped you guys talk and when you couldn't speak each other's language. And I thought, well, praise God. See, that's God telling me, okay, the devil's just trying to lie to you and tell you that one trick. That happened, amen? I'm telling you, there ought to be power. There ought to be power. power the, the Word is the pathway to power. Y'all okay? Good. 1 Peter 2.24, let's look at it real quick. Who himself bore our own sins and his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Past tense, already done. Healing belongs to you. You know, some people say, I know God can heal you. That's really incorrect. He has healed you. The fact that you've got symptoms in your body does not negate that truth. We walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not feelings. I walk by faith and not symptoms in my body. 
They said, I had a genetic defect. I said, well, you know what? By his stripes I was healed. Belongs to me. Amen. I do not have a genetic defect. Thank you very much. My wife might differ with that in some ways. but I'm joking. Just a joke. Acts 10.38. Look at Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Is anybody anointed with the Holy Spirit in here? And power. If you've been anointed with the Holy Spirit, you're anointed with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Is there anybody here that God is with? Yes. He said he'd be with you. He's with you. Remember when the Israelites were crossing the Jordan River. He said you're well able to take the land. He, I, he is with you, right? He's with you. Well, that's the same kind of comment as when he said he's with you. Whatever Jordan you're crossing, whatever obstacle you're facing, whatever battle you're up against, whatever giant, whatever fortified city, he's with you and you're well able to take it because he's with you. And it's not God doing these bad things to you. It's the devil. Look at this. We, so we think God's going to bust up my family. God's going to make me sick. God's going to ruin my business to teach me a lesson. No. God's good. God's definition of good is the same as yours. If you're fighting a situation, you're not fighting God. Relax. And you know this. You do know this because if we get sickness in our body, what do we do? We go to the doctor. So somewhere inside of us we realize this sickness isn't from God or otherwise we're rebelling against God by going to the doctor. That's right. Just go ahead and let it run its course. Because inside you really know that's not God making you sick. Are y'all tracking with me? Yes. That stuff's from the devil. Yes. God's not doing bad things to you and calling it good. That's right. Amen? So go ahead and, you know, when the Satan comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, just resist him steadfast in the faith. Just go ahead and jump on it right away. Don't give it any place in your life. Amen? I could go on and on. We had a lady whose heart was severely enlarged. This is just a few. I could, just, I could stay here till 3 o'clock this afternoon. That's not, that's a lie. Midnight. Anyway, her heart was severely enlarged. So she didn't even go to our church. Her heart was so enlarged that when it beat, it, blood went everywhere. She was on hospice, sent her home to die. And she heard about some of the healings we had. I could, even that, I could talk about that. But she, she heard about this stuff, and I had just completed a six-part series on healing. I, somebody connected us. I talked to her on the phone, told her about the series. I called her back a few days later and asked her if she'd listen to it. She said, I listened to the first message six times. And then I started listening to the second one. I thought, ah, the Word. Signs and wonders follow the Word. She's into the Word here. I, this is somebody I can, this, this is, I was just, I knew right then, okay? Good things are going to happen here. You know, if, 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 if I listen to a message and I want to get the revelation that minister had in that message, it's not unusual for me to listen to that message 40 times. I'm not trying to tell you you got to do that. I'm just telling you that the Word, I want that revelation. Anyway, so she'd listened to us six times. Long story short, she came to the church. Rebecca and I laid hands on her. She was healed. Her heart shrank. The doctor said it wasn't medical science that did that. Okay? And again, I could just go on and on. We were in Paris. I want to tell this one and I'll, I'll stop and we'll release some healing and some answers here. Okay? We were in Paris, France. Rebecca and I went to do a minister's conference over there. And this uh, church asked us to come and speak at their church on Sunday. So it wasn't planned. They asked us during the conference we'd do this. We said yes. So we go to this church. And this was the wildest thing. It was deep in this Muslim. You'd have thought you were in a, uh, uh, like a Middle Eastern country. Deep in this Muslim neighborhood of France. And Rebecca's dropping pens to people back home. This is where we are if we disappear. <laughs> and anyway, so we go to this church. And the Lord had told me to talk about healing. And so we get in there and I look at these people and it's the healthiest bu looking bunch of people you've ever seen. I thought, I, wrong message, I think, you know. It turned out it wasn't because at the end when I gave the altar call, everybody came down for prayer. But there was this one young lady, she was about 20 years old and she had a bad limp, okay. She came for healing and, and we had a translator, I didn't, I mean we, that's about all the French I know. And... <laughs> She comes down for prayer, and I start asking her through a translator what's going on. And she had, her leg had just started hurting, just kind of like out of the blue, you know. I said, so you didn't injure it? And she says, no. 
And uh, anyway, just through discernment, I, not, not every sickness is a demon. Okay? There's natural sickness, and the healing belongs to that too. But sometimes there's a, you know, there are spirits of infirmity and things, and they can be demonic. And in her case, it was. All right? And we give demons way too much oxygen. We give them way too much attention. They're, just, they're not a big deal. They're no problem. I'm just going to tell you. They're, anyway, I won't go into some of my thoughts on that. Me and Kurt Owen, we talk, that friend that does the security, we talk about this sometimes. It's just, you know, demons can be a hoot. Anyway. So, she, she, so I, I, you were helping me pray for her, right? We're praying for her. And the demon begins to manifest. So, what do we do? We just cast it out. That's it. Just, that's what Jesus did. He just cast the demon out. You know, if they start babbling or talking, just tell them shut up and get out. Amen. Just go. Get out. Like I said, we give demons way too much oxygen, way too much attention. You know, 15, 20 seconds, done. She walked away healed. Okay? No demon, no limp. Amen? <laughs> Don't give demons oxygen. Don't give them a lot of attention. Amen? Everybody okay? I could go on about businesses I've seen restored and turned around in a matter of days. Just all this kind of stuff. We could go on. Amen? Healing belongs to you. Mm. We'll stop there. I could go on about other cancers we've seen. On and on and on. I will tell you this. Faith isn't magic. It's not the same. A lot of times we think faith is magic. I can wave my, head over, my hand over your head and poof, you're a princess or whatever. <laughs> you know, magic is like imposes things on you despite your will. Okay? Faith works with your will. Jesus would tell people, according to your faith, be it unto you. Okay? So I want to encourage you, the Word is the pathway to power. The Word is what leads to signs and wonders. So as you go away, I just want to encourage you. Now, I think I told the story a couple weeks ago about how Abraham Lincoln went and heard the sermon. He said it wasn't a great sermon because he didn't challenge us to do anything great. Well, the thing I want to challenge you to do great is go and put some time into the Word. Just start reading the Bible. You don't have to read 50 chapters a day. Just, just line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. Amen. And just doing that, it'll just begin to give you, you'll, you'll read about this subject over here and you'll get revelation on this one. It's amazing because the Word is just connected. Yes. It's true. You'll just get, begin to get revelation on things you never thought you could get or, or expected to get revelation on. You will. Yeah. Amen. So we'll stop there. Healing belongs to you. Provision belongs to you. Peace belongs to you. Amen. So what I want to do is just ask you to stand. Stand right where you are. Actually, okay, I'm sorry. Sit back down. Sit back down. <laughs> my logistics, I told you my brain is sitting over here. Logistics, okay. Now I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but if you could use a supernatural touch of God, so how about you stand up? Always. Okay. Don't be shy. People stand up everywhere. All right. So, all right, Lord, here are people. We've talked about today. Signs and wonders follow the word. So, all right. Rebecca, come on up here with me, if you will, please. Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. All right. I'm just going to pray in the Spirit for a couple of minutes. I want to encourage you, if you, if you pray in the Spirit, do it. Just go ahead and start. We're going to pray in the Spirit together. If you pray in the Spirit, do that. If you don't pray in the Spirit, if you're not baptized the Holy Spirit, I want you to just say it. Start saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my answer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for my answer. So what I'm doing right now is praying in the Spirit. There's a difference in praying in the Spirit and a message in tongues. If I were given a message in tongues, we would want to interpret that, but I'm praying. You understand? Father, I thank you. Signs and wonders follow the word. Just like you 
the lady with the issue of blood, you had her testify, Lord, of what had happened to her. And it encouraged people's faith, Father God. I, I told these testimonies. We, we've ministered the word. We've told testimonies, Lord God. I believe faith is encouraged right now in Jesus' name. And Lord God, I just release your power for healing right now in this room. I speak, I just command bodies to be healed, minds to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. I release the power of God by faith into your body. Say, my body into your body for healing right now in Jesus name I command healing to manifest with the authority the power you've given me that you've given us we just release our faith collectively for healing I speak to businesses to turn around in Jesus name see anybody got a business wave your hand if you got a business I command your business to do better in the name of Jesus, customers to come, bad debt to come in, amen? New clients, profitable paying clients for you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. People are going to find themselves getting up less at night to go to the bathroom. Thank you in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Thank you, Father God. Pain, go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Work those joints right now. I'm going to tell you, I see the Lord healing joints right this minute in Jesus' name. What you got? If you've got pain in your body, put your hand on where your pain is. Just put your hand on it. We command pain. We take authority over you in the name of Jesus. We tell you to stop. You, you are trespassing. And you get your hands off of their bodies right now. Now pain, we tell you to leave. And whatever is causing pain, we command you to be recovered right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Now just thank the Lord for it. Just thank you, Jesus. Thank God, you, we thank you for thank healing. You, we thank you. Healing belongs to us. Hallelujah. I just hear left shoulder. Somebody got a problem with their shoulder. Their left shoulder. If you got a problem with your shoulder, can you can you just come up here? Right now, just come right here. Yep, come. I'm going to put my hand on you. I'm going to lay my hands on you. Hallelujah. Left shoulder. All right, now, I want y'all to just line up straight, straight. No, this way. Here, let me show you. I'm going to say this. It, 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 we're a little past time. Way. I apologize. Well, yes. not really. But if, I don't really apologize. But if you need to go, that's yes. okay. I love you, and yes. that's okay. We don't want to hold anybody up if you, right. if you needed to, to leave or whatever. So please Hallelujah. feel free with that. But if you need prayer, uh, um, we're just, here. Yeah, we're just hanging out here. We're just going to finish what God did.